You're listening to Talk with Charlie, the official informational podcast of the Charlie Norwood VA Medical Center in Augusta, Georgia. Hello and welcome. I'm Jason Tudor, the public affairs officer for Charlie Norwood VA Medical Center and your host for this episode. In recent years, customer service has taken a sharper focus at VA medical centers across the country. At Charlie Norwood, a customer service care line came to life in 2016. It includes three patient advocates talking to hundreds of veterans each month at our uptown and downtown campuses, as well as our three clinics in Aiken, South Carolina, and Athens and Statesboro, Georgia. The care line also includes folks who read data and how that data, much of it provided by veterans, can be employed to improve care, access, and the veteran experience. Natalie Daniels leads that effort for Charlie Norwood. An Army veteran, Natalie was the 2016 Social Worker of the Year at Charlie Norwood. She's hyper-focused on veterans receiving the absolute best experience they can from the moment they park their car to the moment they drive off the campus or away from one of our clinics. She and her team take regular survey results, anecdotal conversations, and experiences via patient-advocate interaction and better help Charlie Norwood staff deliver care. How's that going? Natalie sat down with me for a few minutes so we could catch up on that effort. Natalie, how are you? I'm great, Jason. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm glad you joined today for our podcast. And this is an important topic because we really changed up customer service a lot and how we sort of approach that. Um, what, what, As you've been here, what's kind of been your history with customer service and um, when you were kind of when you, where you were before you were chief of the service, what were your impressions and kind of before and up to now? We'll talk a little bit about that. Okay. First of all, thank you for having me. Yeah, Jason. of course. I'm very excited about this opportunity to speak more with you about glad customer relations. Yeah. So um, customer relations is one of the newest services here at Charlie Norwood. It's one of the visions of our medical center director. Um, she wanted a service specifically um, dedicated to improving the veteran experience. So from that was born Customer Relations Service. Um, the service has been active since about February of 2016. But I came on board in August of 2016. First in um, an acting role and then later on as the um, permanent um, chief of the service. So before I got into customer relations service, it was more of patient advocacy and it was seen as a service to go to whenever patients were dissatisfied with their service. So if you had a problem, you, you went straight to the patient advocate to try to get resolution. Um, so prior to customer relations service, it was mostly seen in a negative light where this is where all the problems go to patient advocates. Right. Um, and also um, the patient advocates were aligned under a different service. Mm -hmm. They were under public affairs and before that consumer affairs. So they were locked in with other services that didn't really have a lot of time to dedicate to specific mm -hmm. um, improvement of veterans' experience. Well, so that, that and there's only three of them. And, you know, there's usually a lot of things that can come up for three people to handle to do every day. And I think that's part of it, too, is there's a lot of work there. That's right. And so that brings up another um, issue with, with us trying to change the model from a centralized model where all the problems go to a centralized mm -hmm. 
uh, area or a centralized service um, to a decentralized model where three people aren't responsible for trying mm -hmm. to resolve all the issues that are brought up to the attention of our service. Right. Makes perfect sense. Right. So you talk about our team. We do have uh, three patient advocates. Uh, we now have a lead patient advocate that has recently been added to our team. Mm -hmm. um, and we have some um, clerical support and a data analyst um, on our team as well. So we're trying to transition from that reactive approach to issues to a proactive approach. And the way that we would go about doing that is having service line champions where mm -hmm. issues can be resolved at the lowest service level. Well, before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges you're facing sure. as you're switching over. I mean, there have to be some things that the patient advocates have faced that just make it that much more difficult to do their jobs and to help veterans. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things you're kind of facing as you're going along and kind of getting to where you want to be? Well, part of the issue is a cultural shift that we're trying to make here mm -hmm. where um, patients and staff have always, like I said, they're used to going to the patient advocate whenever there's a problem. There hasn't been a real push to try to resolve issues where they're originated. So trying to get our patients and the staff to understand, you know, hey, our our employees can be empowered mm -hmm. to try to resolve issues at the service level. Mm -hmm. um, so that's an issue where we're trying to redirect staff and our patients to try to resolve those issues where they happen. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to talk about trends, I can talk about trends as well. Mm -hmm. Some of the issues, most of the issues are system and process issues. Yeah. So it's not anything where you can go to the patient advocate and the patient advocate is able to resolve the issue right then and there. Right. Um, right. One of the issues that you've brought up many times yourself is a travel issue. Mm -hmm. and yeah, travel vouchers are a big deal. Yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. And we hear, we hear our veterans um, talk about it and express their concern and how it's important to them and it is a benefit that they are eligible for. However, mm -hmm. it's a systems and a process issue because there's not anything that the patient advocates are able to recommend or do to try to resolve that issue. Right. It's it's on a whole different level. Mm -hmm. Now, you talked a little bit about, I, I would think, in terms of the volume, you know, we're, we're switching to this model with service champions, and that just seems like a no-brainer to have somebody at the service who can help a veteran at the time that something, you know, whatever happened, happened. And obviously there are bigger issues than the patient advocate, but I guess a, a, a question a veteran would have is why maybe weren't we doing this before or was it just something we identified? Did we see it in other hospitals and see that as a good model? Or why, why do you think we weren't doing something like this before versus now? Well, I would say that um, there are two different ways that you can run the patient advocate program. Mm -hmm. um, our policy, the VHA policy, allows a facility to choose whether they want to run a decentralized model mm -hmm. or if they want to run the centralized model. All right. So for a number of years, a centralized model was chosen. Now, when you say centralized, yes, kind of what is in layman's terms, you're talking about all complaints go to the patient all advocates. All complaints go to the patient advocates. And they enter it into a system, which is called? The PAT system, right. patient advocate tracking system. Mm -hmm. So you have one point where all complaints or one service that's responsible yeah. for taking in all the complaints and they enter into a system called PATS, mm -hmm. which is patient, patient advocate tracking system. And then all the complaints are pretty much originated there and resolved at that level. So that's what you mean by centralized? Yes, okay. that's centralized. Okay. Decentralized meaning that anyone can take on an issue and try to resolve it at their level. And then if they determine that the issue needs to be elevated, then they can do so at that point. But sometimes, um, issues arise that aren't necessarily process issues. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily anything that 
um, can be resolved outside of the area right. where they are. Right. So talk a little bit about these service level champions then in this decentralized model. As I understand it, the, the idea is to sort of plant a, a human being, a, a, an employee in each service who, if something happens, a veteran happens to, uh, that happens to go sour, um, that they can immediately turn to whoever's in that service and say, um, I didn't feel comfortable with X or I didn't feel like this is Y or uh, maybe a, an employee was rude to them or they could resolve it right there. Is that kind of the notion? And talk a little bit about that. That's right. And if I could use an analogy maybe in the, uh, or an example from the community, if you have a problem in a, in a store, then you would most probably ask to speak to the manager. Yeah. You don't necessarily go to speak to the CEO of the company. <laughs> um, because, you know, using that uh, way to try to get resolution is going to take more time. You're, you're probably going to get an answer at some point, but if you're looking for immediate resolution, you probably won't get it right then. Mm -hmm. So with that same con concept in mind, we're thinking that there's someone that's in each department that can help veterans resolve their issues or families resolve their issues right then and there. So if you're in a clinic or you're wherever in, in the canteen or wherever you are within our facility, there should be somebody there that can help you get your issue resolved right away. And where are we with that process now? We're, I think we're still in the process of sort of naming them at this yes. point on this date, which is March 6th, yes. 2017. Yes, we are um, asking our service chiefs to designate a responsible person that is willing to act in this role and wants to act in this role and, and is here to help our veterans and here to improve the veterans' experience. Um, and so we've asked them to get that done. And our time frame is hopefully we can have everything in place with the designated service line champion, their picture on the wall with the contact information right, so the veterans mm -hmm. can see who they are, where they are, how they can be contacted, um, and what they look like by the 1st of April. Mm, okay. So then, the, uh, then, then once that system, how do you... I imagine there's some sort of system to track what comes out of there as well, or are you just sort of saying, I'll let the champions handle the problem? Is that documented? Will that sort of be put as part of the process? Or? We're still working on that. Okay. We don't want it to become where um, our service line champions are putting in every little issue. Mm -hmm. The purpose of our PATS system is to identify any type of system and process issues. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to see, we want to be able to track and monitor any changes or problems that we may have, but we don't necessarily need to have um, every little thing going to pass. So some training will come along with the service line champions mm -hmm. um, once we've identified them. I don't think veterans and their family members quite know uh, sort of how you track how happy or how not as happy mm -hmm. as they are. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the surveys sure. and those types of things sure. and kind of give folks an idea of how those work? Sure. So PATS is um, a local software that we use. It's not local. All VAs use it. However, we have the information specifically for Charlie Norwood. So we're able to drill down and see where our complaints are coming from and, and we present that to our leadership to let them know what the issues are, what's going on with um, our complaints from the patient advocates. We also have surveys that we use. One is SHIP, which is a survey of the healthcare experience of patients um, that all VAs use. And so SHIP, SHIP is not a cute little dog. It actually no. stands for something. <laughs> right. It's, it's an acronym. That's like, right. We have many of those. Come here, SHIP. Come here. <laughs> Funny. But it is the survey of the healthcare experience of our patients. Mm -hmm. And all VAs use the SHIP. Right. And based on the results that we get from our patients completing our SHIP surveys, it, it um, provides a 
provides us a score, if you will, of how we're doing, and we're measured up against other VAs. Okay. Um, we also have a third-party company called Press Ganey that we use that have similar questions to ship, but they have more real-time information, and they also mm -hmm. provide some improvement um, tools to help us increase our scores right. and work with our patients and identify best practices that are used in private sector mm -hmm. and other VAs. I think it's interesting. We have those tools, but we're also getting uh, compliments and complaints off of things like Facebook. Yes. In person. Yes. Uh, we have people who come visit us each day, and I think that's all a big part of your matrix as well. And, you know, I, I, you've been working for the VA a little longer than I have. Uh, how do you think customer service has evolved since, I mean, since you started? I mean, here yes. today it's there are multiple entry points to sort of get a solution done, whereas before I think you sort of had to trudge to the hospital and you know, hi, I'm here to do whatever you need to do. And, and is that what you've seen? or? Yes, yes. I've been here five years, mm -hmm. and I have seen um, a big difference in customer service. A good, a good change, though. Um, and I think we have um, some areas to improve in, but I think we're moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about where we're going with customer service. There, Since Ms. Andrews has been here, she has put um, a big, big... Uh, I guess, focus hmm. on patient experience, patient satisfaction. It used to be patient satisfaction, now it's patient experience right. because we want to capture the entire experience right. of our patients. Right. And and it's good not to just have one way of doing that. Right. They can do it online, they can do it in person, they can do it on Facebook, they can do it in, in whatever way that they right. would like. And I like that we are, as a VA, are involved in all those different types of ways that our patients can contact us and let us know how we're doing because right. really they are our focal point and we have to listen to the voice of the veteran because again they're the reason why we're here and i think people discount that experience part of it because it's not just did you get your x-ray it's right. the moment you walk into the hospital right. is that floor that we just put in does that look good and right. was the clerk who helped you was that person cordial and nice and right. was the waiting room you know is, was it clean and right. was the, the first room you went into you know for the blood pressure and all that stuff was that clean and right. was your physician all that and I think that's what people tend to discount in terms of like, people think to think experience is a buzzword but we really do believe in that whole experience we do believe in the whole experience and that's another reason why customer service is not just the um, responsibility of the customer service mm -hmm. department. It is with everybody from the groundsman on the floor to the engineer that's working to the environmental service person mm -hmm. to the surgeon that you see to mm -hmm. the clerk that checks you in. Every person that you come into contact with or interact with is responsible for customer service. Another um, um, Technique. Well, it's not a technique. Something else that Ms. Andrews did is she put customer service as part of everyone's performance plan. So everyone is responsible right. for excellent. It's on every employee's service. measure. It's right. Part of, yeah, and it's it's tiered. So if you do the minimum, you get a minimum grade as part of your performance. Right. But if you do exceptionally well, you're going to get an exceptional score for right. that. And right. with that, you have to give specific examples of how That's you right. exemplified great customer service and it goes back to our core values um, which is what the what the whole VA right. is, is shooting toward but um, I think that's just wonderful um, and you're right it's the entire experience from the time you drive onto our grounds right. here to the time you leave off how 
was the veteran's experience? Was it a very welcoming and warm one where they felt like they belong, mm. that we're glad that they're here, mm. we want to help them? Was that communicated not just from just telling them thank you for the service, but did we show them, that we make them feel like mm -hmm. we really appreciate their service? I agree with that. So you're going to need to measure success at one point. So let's ask a two-part question. How are you as the chief going to measure the success of what you're doing? And how do you think our veterans will measure that? Well, that's a big question. <laughs> Here it is. There's a million dollar question. I know. How will we measure success? Well, I think success is measured on a daily basis based on our veterans telling us thank you. Thank you for what you're doing for me. Thank you. I got the care I needed. I felt like you listened. I felt like you care. That is a win in itself. Right. But ultimately, our win is going to show with our SHEP scores, with our Prescani scores. Um, our win will show um, when we start to see the cultural shift mm -hmm. where excellent customer service is our culture. Mm -hmm. it's, it can be felt in everywhere you go within the facility. And, and I understand that this is a, a huge challenge, but I feel like we can get there. We are making um, strides mm -hmm. with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and you've worked with me. I have a plan. Um, a strategic plan. Mm -hmm. uh, when we start using um, thank you and we start being cordial and, and we start making our veterans feel like this is where they're supposed to be, this is where we want them to be, right. then we will be successful. Right. Anything else you'd like to add that I might have missed or anybody you want to plug or thank? or? I want to thank my um, the veterans, first of all, for allowing me to be here and serve them. I think they are our nation's heroes, and I feel honored to be here. It's such an honor to be the chief of, of this service, and I count it um, just a blessing to be in the position that I am right now. And sure. I am doing my best to make sure that we are successful. Um, I also want to thank my colleagues. I've, there are wonderful people working here, mm -hmm. and it's not just the people that at, that are at the top. Um, we have excellent uh, frontline staff, and they go and they do what they do. I'll just give you an example. One morning I was walking in, and I had my hands full, and there was a nurse that was walking beside me. I didn't know her name, mm -hmm. and uh, she had these two big boxes of chips. And she was bringing them in. I was like, where are you going with that? And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I've got these chips. I'm taking them to the Hemlock Clinic um, because the, the families and the patients get hungry sometimes because, you know, they have to come in for treatment. I said, Hemlock well, Clinic is hematology, hematology and oncology. And oncology. So, you know, yeah. Yes. And it's one of the mostly remodeled, mm -hmm. uh, newly just, remodeled. Just reopened it about a month and a half ago. Yes. So um, I said, well, do you get reimbursed for that? Do they tell you to go out? She's like, no, they just... This is something that I do. Right. I help people. And I said, well, are they going to pay you back? She's like, no, I'm doing this out of my own pocket. Exactly, and I don't yeah. need to be reimbursed. This right. is what I do. And she also said, if there's anything that I could ever do for you to help with our patients, you let me know. And there are so many great examples of like so that in the VA. Many. And that's just, so I, I've met so many VA employees who are just like, nope, I'm just doing it because it has to be done. That's right. And I think right. a, a lot of that tends to get missed in, in, in some of the things that we discuss. Yeah. Well, Natalie, thank you very much. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Talk with Charlie, the official informational podcast of the Charlie Norwood VA Medical Center. 
If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a rating or review in iTunes, on Google Play, or let us know via the VA Augusta Facebook page. For more information about VA benefits, healthcare, or our cemetery system, visit www.va.gov. <laughs>